Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Oh, Steve, you went to the movies yesterday. I did go to the movies yesterday. With the fam? Uh, I took two of the kids. Oh. Took Grayson. Uh, Grayson's 10th birthday was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Gray. And uh, we, you know, we got him a sampler pack of vape pens. Of oh, course. nice! That's, <laughs> that's not true. That's, that's what you do for ten years, I think. Uh, right? I, yeah, I got my anniversaries out of whack. I didn't do that. <laughs> don't email me. It was a joke. Kids, don't vape. Um, we went and saw Thor: Love and Thunder. We took his little sister Lila. I said, "Hey, you'd be down to see Thor: Love and Thunder?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure. I like superhero movies." So we went. We went to, for our second time now to Imagine Theater in Waconia, and I am uh, ready to say this. I think, and it's been a while since I've been in an AMC reclining situation, but I think that Imagine's uh, seats are the most comfortable I've ever been in. I think they're Agreed. the best. I think that they're the best. I think that they, they go back the furthest. Mm-hmm. The, is so- the headrest is softer. I love Marcus Cinema and Shakopee, but that headrest pushes your head forward a little bit. The only problem was, I don't know if WD-40 is the solution or not, my son starts to recline his chair at a quiet part of the movie. They needed to turn the sound up. I wasn't going to be the guy who walked out and said, can you please turn the sound up, whatever. But my son goes to recline his leather chair at Thor Love and Thunder, and you just hear like a long fart-like sound. <laughs> and I so I make really big eyes at him, and it's... And I'm like, oh, and his eyes are really big. And then when it after that, that's bringing the feet up, and then it reclines the back back you know what i mean yeah so during the whole feet part it's and i was like okay and then he starts pushing the top back and it goes into a full squeaky version that really sounded like a fart so we were like little 10 year olds he and i and uh we're laughing at that but outside of the noise of the seat it's the best seat i've ever sat in in a movie theater which means i fell asleep for about 10 or 15 minutes <laughs> but it was I, quite good i went to i think we talked about this a little bit earlier i went to the imagine last friday to see nope yeah. i i agree those seats were amazing uh, yeah. The bar out front, uh, I thought maybe I'd just get a beer. They had fancy beers. No they kidding. had fresh mint. He made a mojito for me. It was oh, delicious. That sounds delicious. delicious. They'll yeah. muddle for you. And oh, then and Jason Matheson came on the screen and told me to turn my cell phone off. It was quite a night. <laughs> did he do that to you or no? Uh, he did not do that, but we got there after the trailers had oh, already started. But Stevie Boy uh, got hungry midway through the movie, and I went and got uh, a pizza. And I was like, hey, how long will it take? They said about 10 or 15 minutes. And then they said, Where We'll bring it to you. Mm. And I said, oh, my gosh. Pizza, pizza. I'm an F789. Eats a pizza. Pizza, pizza. The other thing I want to bring up, 
I just love having assigned seats at movies. It just takes the Preach stress it. out Preach of it. Preach it. Although, Not my jam. I looked at what? the assigned seats yesterday, Rocco, mm-hmm. and for a non-confrontational guy like me, here's what happens. I said to this, these people, I said, hey, is this F? Is this row F? And they said, this is E. And then I looked up and I was like, is someone in my seat? In F? So then I was like, all right, look, there are open seats one row behind. Maybe I'll just do that, whatever. And then, uh, they, but then they said to me, hey, are these your seats? And I said, yeah, it doesn't matter. We can just go up one. Those are good and open and spacious anyway. He was like, no, 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 don't worry. We'll move down. So I don't know. I don't know if there were squatters in my seat. I don't know what happened. That was the only time that there was a little bit of tension. So stress, it's supposed to be stress-free, Rocco, but if you walk in and you have seat G8 then you and someone's in G8, throw hands. then you got to throw hands, man. Cool story. <laughs> Donna. How was Love and Thunder, uh, yeah? Love and Thunder was cool. It was good. Thor continues to be kind of the uh, lighthearted. There's, they try to sneak in more funny in Thor, it seems. Like, Chris Hemsworth is very funny as that. As an actor in general, he's very capable of humor, and he did a great job. And Christian Bale is the nemesis in this. And he, as Christian Bale tends to do, fully commits to the role of this bald, shirtless, tormented soul that is the nemesis of all of the demigods, including Thor, the god of thunder. And how'd the kids like it? Thank you. The kids liked it. They thought it was good. That was fun. We had so you fun. took you, everybody but Dev, and Adeline's out of town. Yeah, and so Lou stayed home with Dev. I took Lila and Gray. Fun. Did Lila like it, or is she too young? She was. She's cool with those. She'll watch them, and she doesn't track with them as much, but she finds them entertaining. Okay. Christian Bale's character is a little creepy, so I was like, hey, remember, guys, if you're looking at something and it feels like it's making you feel nervous, you can always just close your eyes. I'll tell you when you can open them again. But they seem to do okay with him, even though I was like, he's kind of creepy. And Grayson said, I can't believe Lila's not scared. Because Christian Bale's character has like a real slithery bald guy i want to kill you vibe mm. you would love him donna <laughs> you, you would I, swipe right or you whatever know it's it is. very funny when you were saying you know hey i i thought you were going to use that as a teachable moment like if mm. something doesn't feel right out yeah. in the world you go find somebody you trust or, uh, oh no, it's more just like an in the moment. If something's going to scare you rather than me having to tend to you in the middle of the night with a bad dream, just close your eyes right now. Yeah. Okay, got it. To open them got it. By the well, way, uh, last uh, little Joe Frost is the uh, super nanny. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of parenting, and I saw an Instagram post that she had, I think it was her, and it said, I overheard this in the grocery store and wanted to share this. There was a, a, a dad who was telling his child, you know, it takes a lot of bravery to go on a roller coaster. But then he said... And it also takes a lot of bravery to say that you don't want to go on that roller coaster. Hmm. I thought that's a sweet way to say it because you feel all that social pressure as a kid. Interesting. Your friends are going on. And, and uh, I was like, that's a cool way to parent. Let's bring the super nanny back. She yes, might be doing please. stuff in England. Right. I don't know. But that was a great show. Yes. What they have to go sit on the, the little the naughty chair of truth. The naughty chair. The naughty chair. <laughs> and then the pee-pee song. I um pee pee in the pate. You still pee-pee sing that? Pee in the pate. I do. I'm like, guess where I'm going? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd like to see that again. I also remember being entertained by Wife Swap. I like that too. <laughs> Writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, out of context. 
I just mean, you know, when you're like, oh, my, this old ball and chain here, and then you go live with another ball and chain, and you find out, guess what? That's That person is just another person with all sorts of other quirks that you're going to have to get used to. As yeah. Justin Bieber's featured collaborator rapper once said on something that Justin Bieber had, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. It's green truth. where you water it. That's right, Steve. I think it would be really fun to do. That's a good project down and dirty to do a wife swap. I'd quit on this. Oh, my God. There's Steve with like Helga, who's like, get it yourself, you know? (laughs) Like, well, I assume if it was Project Down and Dirty, we would swap each other's spouses, right? Yeah, right. I'm in the clear. Wouldn't I like be with Colleen or Alexis? Right. You'd be with, yeah, how would that work? You'd. You'd swap, you'd have Angel as your spouse? I don't know. Or no, I think Alexis would be my spouse, and then Angel would be married to Lou for the week. Okay, I think we can work this out. Let's draw this up. Be no, Anthony, let's you listening? burn it down. Okay. It is really funny to see how differently people live. You know, like maybe you're someone who's used to your wife cooking every meal and doing all your laundry and doing all the, you know, all the things that a lot of people divvy up, and then you go and live with someone who's like... Get mm-hmm. it yourself. I'm yeah. independent. <laughs> I really we're going to take a break. Happen. Okay, uh, we'll go to the mailbag too because we were talking about neighbor etiquette earlier. Oh, okay. We've got some people with opinions. We'll get to and, that. And we'll hit quick to uh, Pat Oswalt making some headlines today. Sure. He spoke out about cancel culture, so we're sorry we told you about that. Then we didn't get to it, but we're going to get to it right after this break on the Don and Steve Experience on my talk. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Stevie Boy for Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Uh, I love that place, man. It's just one of really Lou and I. It's one of our favorite places to go. We have a night out at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. We're just feeling good about it. And now my daughter, who really enjoys theater, we're starting to welcome her into the fold. And she's uh, getting to see live theater, which is just so fun. So many people celebrate uh, birthdays there, milestones, anniversaries. It's just a great spot to go. You get dinner. You get a wonderful show. Footloose is on the main stage right now. People are loving. A lot of folks go there for the music, too. They have a a rotating concert series, all sorts of tribute acts. You can fill up each and every weekend, truly, like always, at Shannon and Dinner Theaters. How about this? uh, A tribute to the Cars coming up on Friday, July 29th. This Sunday, Stealing Dan, a tribute to Steely Dan is happening. Uh, looking out to next week, you've got the Disco Kings, Bread Alone, the music and memories of the band Bread. Uh, all your ticket info can be found at shanhassendt.com. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys. You could follow us on social media too. Uh, you know, my talk's all over the place. What are you? I am the real Steve Patterson something something. <laughs> um, the Steve Patterson on uh, the, Instagram. The or and, the? Uh, well, I pronounce it the, but it's spelled the. Okay. The Steve Patterson. The uh, Steve Patterson. And, you know, I, I update, you know, generally several times a week. If you uh, prefer the pace of quarterly updates mm-hmm. from people you follow on social, follow Donna at Valentine Donna. She updates. When's the last time you posted on Instagram? Oh, a um, couple years ago, maybe. <laughs> Listen, here's what I, what I do use mostly is Twitter to communicate, not to really post That's usually anything. where you just do your political rants, though, right? You got it. No, that's not true. I never post anything political. But you, you know, you get the idea. Just chill out at Valentine Donna. What are you, DJ Rock Lobster? On Instagram, Rocco Bonello. Correcto. Why don't you change that to DJ Rock Lobster? I got to do all the things. You know, my one of my email addresses is like from a band I was in in like 1999 or whatever. 
I should change it to DJ Rock Lobster at Yahoo.com or something. Why don't you Why don't you tell everyone right now what that email address is, and then if people want to email you, <laughs> That's they right. can. If you guys remember a band that played the Seventh Street Entry, like in uh, you know two nineteen ninety nine, called Brain Two Fifty. Why don't you send me an email at brain250 at oh, yahoo.com? Okay. Oh, wow. I'll send you a bootleg copy of our uh, performance from the Foxfire Lounge. Nice, brah. It was uh, fun. We were. I played accordion and sang. My buddy John played, you played like, accordion? metal guitar. played accordion? What? Could you still play the accordion if you brought uh, it in? Maybe a little bit. I was never that good at it. I never, you know, learned my scales and practiced, you know, I guess is what they call it. That is, yeah. do, you, do you have an accordion? No, still? we it, it got like locked in a apartment um, storage unit once that we could never get back out, and so I'm I'm accordion free. So if any of my clompers out there want to donate an oh, accordion, right. find oh, okay. me at brain two fifty at yahoo.com. Yeah, brain two fifty. <laughs> now this from Pat Oswalt. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, Pat Oswalt was uh, trending, mm-hmm. and here's why he gave sort of his take on cancel culture. I'll read you some of the quotes and then Mm -hmm. tell me what you think here. He said, I think the comedians deserve context in what they say. You shouldn't just cancel out of context, but I also think comedians have a responsibility to evolve and to try to push things forward. And pushing the envelope doesn't mean digging your feet in while the envelope moves forward. You should be ahead of that envelope. That's how you should be pushing it. The whole battle over wokeness, it's nothing new. This happened in the 80s, it's happened in the 90s, and it'll happen again in another form. Uh, he went on to say, the other thing I'd say is that comedy has always worked better with restrictions. Think of the restrictions that Richard Pryor and George Carlin had, and before them, Lenny Bruce. And they found clever, brilliant ways around whatever the restrictions were. That's what made it so fun and so thrilling. He ends by saying there should always be taboo subjects, and then there should always be clever ways to talk about them. Mm. You want both of those things. But, like, if everything's allowed then there's no thrill to the comedy. Interesting. It was an interesting take on it. He's yeah. a thoughtful guy, Pat Oswalt. Yeah, For I sure. follow him on the Twitter. He's always got something good to say. He's I got know. a Netflix uh, Netflix special coming in September. Yeah, he's got a bunch on Netflix. Do you guys watch? He's I, mean, I, I never, I enjoy comedy. I enjoy laughing. But I never sit down and watch a comedy special. I haven't watched any of the oh, Chappelle. absolutely the I do. Oswalt. I love that stuff. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah I uh, the last one I really watched the whole way through was probably like Seinfeld. Nate Bergazzi has a great um, the Tennessee Kid. It's a great special. So yeah, I'll watch it. But it's best to watch it with one or two other people at least in the room so that you can have that shared laughing experience. Because in the same way that you don't laugh at a sitcom at home, but you would if you were watching it live as part of their studio audience. I think it's. I think you want some folks. You want some folks there. I'm okay watching alone. My Pat Oswalt thing. Thank you guys for asking. He is so funny. And when he... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Posted the Visual Effects Society Awards, which we carried exclusively on reels when I worked <laughs> there. Um, I was watching him do it and he did it at the same same venue where the golden globes are that's the uh beverly hilton and he was so funny and so likable and then he would come backstage in between doing his little thing and they were giving out awards and all that he was just great and i remember thinking whether this was 10 years ago that guy should host the oscars mm. i know he doesn't have the name cachet that you would necessarily attach to the oscars but he should host the Oscars. He's just so funny. He's he can good. roast people, make you feel good about it. I can't remember where I saw him, like at the State Theater or Pantages, just a few years ago. Fantastic. It was in that same funny. green room when Martin Scorsese walked in, and I found out he was afraid of flying. And so I thought, I bet the legendary director who just exposed something vulnerable would like me to tell him about how I overcame my fear of flying. I have Taylor Swift's phone number. She's forever, ever, ever. <laughs> Martin Scorsese says he did not go to the website that I told him to go to. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, um, now what? Do we have a time for a quick study, or do we have to? We have time. No? I really wanted to go to the mail bag, but yeah. okay, uh, let's yeah, go in there. Mail time, mail time, mail time, mail time. Uh, well, we were talking earlier before you got here, Steve, about neighbors and what are some of the unwritten rules mm. of of. being a good neighbor yeah and uh so let's see here you put me on the spot now oh here somebody said you know who has dogs are they okay to be fed treats do they have special restrictions do you leave your dog outside all day what am i supposed to do if they're barking as far as kids are they allowed to run through your yard Mm. parking park in front of your own house that's um Here's one from Ryan. Ryan says, here's how you can be a kind neighbor. Mind your outdoor motion lights if they're directed towards the neighbor's house so that they're not going on and off all night, right? Because ah. if you've got a giant floodlight that sure lights up half your driveway, yes. but also goes right into their kitchen window, sink yes. mirror or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was somebody who said his dog kept, um, the neighbor's dog kept pooping in his yard and he finally yelled, oh, not again. And he said it was kind of passive aggressive. I find that the best way to deal with that type of thing is with humor. The message will still get across like, oh, no, my dog pooped in someone's yard. But if you say something funny about it, like, I don't know. The last guy who let his dog poop in my yard has been dead for eight years. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, your dog left me a present today. And then, you know, you could do your, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, guess what? I want to go to the mailbag. Yeah. Okay. Brain 250 at yahoo.com. I have my first accordion offer. No Thank, way. Thanks, Judy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dreams All right. come we, true on the Don and Steve uh, experience. We have to unpack that later. We need two <laughs> callers. We need a millennial. We need a Gen Xer. Call 651 641 1071. We're going to play the College of. Uh, that's called the Millennial X Games. Yeah. You know what I said. Pay attention to the first part. 651 641 1071. A Gen Xer and a millennial. Call now. We play next. I always love that one. Never gets old, you know what I mean? That's what they say. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Give us a call, will you? I'm going to hit this button in the meantime. Generation X. 
versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve the Millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna the Gen Xer. Like totally awesome. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. <laughs> yeah. It's the game where we quiz Donna the Gen Xer on millennial pop culture things and Steve the Millennial on Gen X pop culture things. We yes. get a couple players on the phone. They help you out one time, one time only. It's like a lifeline. Remember that one game show? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Great. That was great. Was That's kind of a millennial thing. Sure. Turn of the century that. sort yeah, of man. thing. Who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, we got some people on the phone. We got Mary. Mary. She says she's Mary. a Gen Xer. Hello, Mary. Hey, Mary. Hello. How are you? Oh, Mary, we're doing so well. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. Oh, we love you, Mary. Oh, Listen, my all gosh. the way out there on the coast. Yep, How fantastic. Warm, sunny, fabulous. Oh, good for oh, you. Good for you. Are you originally a Minnesotan? Um, originally in San Diego, moved to South Dakota, moved to, I lived in St. Paul for 20 years oh. and went. I have fallen on the ice too many times. Oh, so packed oh. up the caps and moved down here. Yes, oh my gosh. good for you. Have you called in before, Mary? Have we spoke? I feel like we've spoken yes, to somebody else from I South know, Carolina. I know, and I listen to you guys all the time, and I love you, and I've got one of your T-shirts on a bear of mine. Oh, wow. On my chair. I love it. Bear Thank you. Chair. Bear. All right. All right, yeah. Mary, uh, you're going to be teaming up with me. Thank you so much. Now we will get introduced to uh, some super mm-hmm. hip millennial man. Who's on the line, Rocco? That's Molly. Hey, Molly. Hi, Molly. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm definitely What's... not as enthusiastic as Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's shot out of a cannon, man. She's living her best life in South Carolina. Where are you calling in from? Minneapolis. Yay. Nice. All right, Molly, stand by because I am most positive I will be calling on you to help me, okay? I got your back. Thank you. Aw. Aw. All right. I would like Steve to go first if that's okay. Why not? I already had my hands on the wheel. Let's go. Okay, do it. Movies. Movies. Steve, on this day in the summer of 1986, the movie Aliens was number one at the box office. Now, that was a sequel to the movie Alien. Mm-hmm. Alien was uh, written and directed by Ridley Scott, but mm-hmm. Aliens was directed by what Canadian filmmaker whose movies have made $6 billion worldwide? James Cameron, final answer. Okay, that's that. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Ridley I Scott. never knew that either. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was Sigourney Weaver in both of those, I or just the so. second yeah, no. one? First one for sure. Okay. Yeah, first yeah. one for sure. And then Sigourney Weaver in Avatar. I like the name Sigourney. Like, yes. what? Not a lot of Sigourneys. There's not. There's never, like, you never watch The Bachelor, and it's, well, and then Sigourney B came in. Right, like, There's right. one Sigourney in That's every funny. room, if ever there's a Sigourney. I love that. Wow, it. say that a few times, though, and it sounds like a weird word. Sigourney. Sigourney. All right, Donna, are you ready for this? I sure am, Rocco. Okay, here goes. <laughs> Come on, not music, not music. Not okay. Almost every time you say not music, it's music. I know, it does. Um, this is from the world of television. In the year 1998, a controversial episode of Seinfeld aired. In this episode, Kramer accidentally stomped on and then burned a flag during a New York City parade. 
The show was banned and it was never to be played again. Oh, no. Can you name what flag it was that Kramer accidentally disgraced? I American flag would be way too easy, right? Italian American flag, maybe? Italian American flag. Italian flag? Italian. Irish? Irish. I'm going to say, why would they get so mad that they wouldn't air? Would they not air it in the country of the flag? Mm, I no follow-up questions. I'm going to say it was the Polish flag final. It's a good guess, Donna, but no. Steve, do you know? Do you remember? I'm gonna, I don't remember. I'm going to guess the American flag. No, the uh, the name of the episode was the Puerto Rican Day. There, ah. was, there was a Puerto Rican Day parade. And uh, I don't really remember how it happened, but supposedly he accidentally stomped on and burned the flag. They got mad. People thought it was offensive. Yeah, there are a lot of um, <laughs> like ethnic um, parades and festivals in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, like the St. Anthony, they'll have like the St. Anthony celebration where you just go and, I don't know, get all churchy, <laughs> listen to music. There's a there's Italian a guy on food. social media who does modern day Seinfeld. Like, what would Seinfeld be talking about now? And he plays all the characters: Seinfeld, George, Kramer. I didn't see Elaine in the clip that I was watching, but it was funny because Kramer then burst in and says, "Well, I accidentally stormed the Capitol today." <laughs> it's just funny, that funny that that's the modern situation that he would be involved in now. That would be so controversial. And of course, he didn't mean to, but he acts. He was just happened to be in D.C. at that time, mm. and then. The crowd got going, you know, I don't know. Then he was stomping on Puerto Rican flags. Kramer, yeah. always getting in hot water. No points for Donna, but it's time for Steve to spin the wheel. Thank Do you. it. <laughs> Music, Steve. Uh, the number one song on the charts this week in 1986 was by Peter Gabriel. Uh, you might remember the video. Mm-hmm. It won nine MTV Video Music Awards, the most awards a single video has ever won. It ranked number four on MTV's 100 Greatest Music Videos Ever Made. Great video. It was uh, Claymation and Stop Motion Animation. Name that Peter Gabriel song. Let's bring Mary in. Mary, I'll get it. Mary, what do you want the moon? Mary, I'll throw a lasso around. Oh, gosh, isn't that... Oh, Peter Gabriel, isn't that the one with the four gals all dancing? I don't think that it one? is. I don't think so. Stop motion, Ugh. claymation, Peter Gabriel. Um, I, You know, here's the unfortunate part, Mary. I know that I know Peter Gabriel music. I know that if songs played, and then you said that's Peter Gabriel, I would say, oh, I know that song. I cannot name a single Peter Gabriel song when mm. asked this way. And I can't either. But what what is that? Where they were, the four gals were all dancing? Yeah, that is... Looking um, the same? I know. No, we're, we're barking yeah. up the wrong tree here, Mary. But that's a great okay. one. They all look alike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Shania Twain did a spoof on that one. Mm-hmm. Mary, um, we're just going to take this on the chin, but you stay on the line because we still have a chance to win, okay? Yeah. Rocco, uh, it's Beat It. It was... Sledgehammer. Uh, Sledgehammer. There it is. And the uh, the one she's thinking of is... Um, Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer. Robert 
Palmer. The 80s. Mm. All right, come so on. So it's, uh, yeah, Donna, do it. He's Here got goes. one point. I got oh, no. None. Big money, big money, not music, please. Damn it. Music. <laughs> and um, it worked. This day, I believe in 1999, the number one song in the country was from a soundtrack to a movie, a movie that uh, Will Smith once said is his worst movie of all time. He called this movie a thorn in his side. He says, to see myself in chaps, I don't like it. What song slash movie are we talking about? Okay, okay. This song is a banger. It's like a cowboy mm, type of movie, obviously, chaps. It's called... Oh, no. I'm going to go to my lifeline because I don't want my brain to hurt. Okay. So let's let's go to Molly. Molly. Hey, Molly. Hello. Do you think you know the answer to this one? Yes, I believe it's Wild Wild West. There it is. Final. Thank you, girl. Molly. Low energy Molly coming in with the right (laughs) stuff there. Yeah, Molly. (laughs) Woohoo. Where was I recently that they put? Oh. It was a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. I was at this dinner party, and they had outdoor speaker system, and they were just cycling through songs on an iPod or I- iPhone. This came up, and that bass slapped, and everybody was like, oh, shoot. And then we started yelling, like, keep my wife's name. It was a whole, it was a, it was a moment for all of us. <laughs> oh, that's great. All, all right. right. Round three, final round. Okay, okay, yeah, it's right one now. to one going into round three here, and it goes like this. <laughs> Television. Television. I just didn't want it to say headlines. Uh, Steve, in 1986, uh, a Minneapolis-based band played on Saturday Night Live. They played uh, Bastards of Young and Kiss Me on the Bus, and they were (laughs) drunk and eventually got banned from ever playing the show ever again. Mm. Can you name that Minneapolis band? Hmm. Who are Minneapolis bands I know? Soul Asylum is one, but that they wouldn't have been on SNL. That would have been like six years before Runaway Train was their runaway hit. Then you've got Bob Dylan and the Caboose, his band. That's not happening. Not Prince. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to go. It's not Prince. It's not Bob Dylan. The only other Minnesota band that is coming to my mind right now is Soul Asylum, so I'm going to go with that as my final answer. And I would like to steal. Okay. I think it's The Replacements. It is The Replacements. Here's uh, Kiss Me on the Bus. These guys are rambunctious. Yeah, they... I had a deal with them at the Grammy Awards one year, and they would not listen, would not get in their seats. They're wasted. They're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of their deal. They made some amazing music, Paul Westerberg and the Stinson brothers and whatnot. But yeah, they kind of drunkenly worked mm. their way out of most of their good opportunities in the 80s. And, oh, man. and they're not around anymore? No, huh? they did a reunion tour a few years ago and made a ton of money. So I think it all ended well. You like okay. the Gear Daddies? I did like the Love Gear Daddies. The gear daddies. Yeah, good. So good. They were on Letterman once. All Time right, warning. Has a Time chance to, to win this. All right, here we go. Um, and it goes like this. I got to get this. Oops. Big money, big money. Okay, okay, let's see how I feel. All right, I think the number one movie in the country this week in the summer of 1998 uh, was The Mask of Zorro. 
What handsome actor played the protagonist alongside Catherine Zeta-Jones and Anthony Hopkins? Do you know this, Steve? I don't think so. Uh, maybe. That would be Mr. Puss in Boots, <laughs> Antonio Banderas. There it is Woo! for the win. Yay, Molly! Uh, Molly wins. Let's have wow. Mary give her concession speech. Sorry, Mary. Sorry, Mary. We'll, we'll Hello. Always have, we'll always but have no, this time I together. Know the replacement one. That's oh. not how the game works, Mary. <laughs> I needed you to help He wasted me. your your talent. Oh man, here's what you should do, Too Mary. Early. You're still winning in life because you're living your best one out in South Carolina. Go turn on some, uh, I don't know, Peter Gabriel today. Listen to it uh-huh. and enjoy your Thursday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to turn on the Gear Daddies because oh, I love yes. them. I've yes. heard them in years. Yes, go oh. listen to all the time. So hugs and kisses from down here at the beach. Thank oh, you. We love you, Mary. Thank Mary. you for listening. Shout Bye, out to South Mary. Carolina. D- Molly, listen to uh, Billy's, Billy's Live Beat. That's a good yeah, album. for sure. Congrats, Molly. Thank you. Yay, Molly! Yay! I knew all three answers, Donna. So you I did? Back. Thank you. Oh, that's a humble Damn, brag. Girl. Deduct a point. Ah. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Have okay. a good day. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I was super excited about a piece of art that I brought in because our offices got remodeled over here. Oh, I didn't know if this was a joke or not. No. <laughs> no I saw joke. the video. So there's a video on social yesterday. Because Hannah I'm... just can't help herself. <laughs> Donna started to feel like Hannah's turning into TMZ for Donna. Yes. Donna steps out of the studio and there's a camera waving. It's like, <laughs> Donna, Donna, tell us. Uh, you may have heard that uh, somebody fell uh, while walking down the street. Your thoughts. And I Donna know. Could I was like, get out annoyed. of here. Anyway, so I, I have this big mic. That's the name of the piece of art. It's called Big Mike. I think <laughs> tomorrow we're going to need to take a survey. Okay. You have, did you bring it in today? I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw it. I like it. You do? So well, here's what I don't like about it. Go ahead. You oh. tell me what you don't like well, about it. Well, it's an old school microphone, mm-hmm. sort of surrounded by some musical notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I think I like the microphone part. I feel like, you know, we're not really a music station. But we like music, we and like that's music. entertainment. Because, yeah. you know, we're, we talk about pop culture, and music is part of pop culture. So no. I. So wait. So I go in there and I say, Amy, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I like it. And Holly goes, Donna, that's ugly. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) rude. And she's like, I don't care. It's ugly. Wow. Did did Holly, who's generally very kind, did she know that it was your own personal piece of art? Yes, I think so. Yes, very insulting. you bought it at Home Goods or whatever. No, I bought it at Wix. Surprisingly, Wix. Wix? <laughs> Remember Wix Furniture yes. Store? I bought it in Edina. And I loved it, but I have nowhere in my house to put it. I used to have an mm. office, so it was in there with like all my like, you know, autograph memorabilia and stuff like that. I like it. But I mean, she's microphone. like, it's ugly. You know, our like, boss, B. Arthur, has like a Swarovski like microphone jewel or something. Oh, does she really? Oh. Yeah, I mean, you know. That you would know, be a cool tattoo. Let's do it. Three of us. What? Oh a God, microphone? We'll get little microphones. Put it right on our chin so we're always yes. talking into the mic. <laughs> I'm just I, very insulted. Yeah. Uh, That's not like Holly. What happened? That is not like Holly. Should I j- show Should you a picture of it, Should we just bring her in? 
Yeah. yeah I'll no, look at how you guys talk. No, I'm afraid of her. <laughs> this is great. I wanted to talk to Holly about it. Now, Donna, I can resonate with how you're feeling because there was once this piece of art at Home Goods that I saw. Home Goods actually has a pretty good selection of art, and it's not, you know, there's yeah, it's I not one of a kind art, but it's not like they have a thousand of them. All right, let me. All right, hold on. Let me see. You describe it to our audience if you can. It's metal. Uh, It's metal. It's metal. Uh, Okay, and is that on... Is it just... Is it metal that would hang on the wall, or is it a canvas thing and that's in the middle Nope, it's all metal. Okay. Nothing but metal. And our furniture has a lot of metal to it. Okay. Can we get a designer on the line? I think I have questions about the size of it. I'm not sure if it's It's big big enough (laughs) or not. Uh, We are joined now by the... uh, By Mean Holly. (laughs) Mean Holly joins us now. Holly, I was not... uh, I just became aware of this situation, as did the rest of the listeners. Donna is showing (laughs) me the metal piece of art. Now... I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Holly, your thoughts when you saw this were that... It was ugly, and you chose not to hold back because this is a shared space yeah. where this will be. What What is speaking to you about this art so negatively? Oh, Steve, this piece of art, in quotation marks, yeah. looks like Donna ripped it off of the wall of an old Johnny Rockets and shoved it in her purse and then walked away. I kind of, you're not far off. I'm too far off from its oh, origin story. Really? I think it's really fun. Is it, Holly, in real life, is it pretty big, too? What's the size of this? Mike. I would say that it's a good 16 to 18 inches of steel microphone accompanied by eighth notes, decorative, <laughs> well, well, and then you put it on the wall. I don't okay. understand. Okay, now, Holly, oh, um, anytime in any, in any work environment, <laughs> what the problem solvers will do, the resolution experts will come in and say, it's okay for you to share your opinion um, about something, but what is your solution if that, in fact, is a problem? We've got this big, giant wall now, and we need something up there. In what direction should we go? Look, I know that my opinion doesn't really matter. No, it does. So I know that I have little to no sway in the matter. So if the microphone goes up, it goes up. My only solution to this is that, fine, if we're going to lean into this aesthetic of 50s cafe, then here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go online and I'm going to find one of those posters that have James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and Marlon Brando playing pool in heaven. Yes. The one that lights up. Yes, the one that lights up. They don't make those anymore. So if we're going to put up this microphone, we have to lead into the aesthetic a thousand percent. Oh, my God. That is so funny, Holly. She makes a fair point. Um, That is Holly Roberts. Touche, my friend. Thank you. Later. All right, bye, Holly. Mean Holly now. Uh, She'll be on Colleen and Bradley uh, in just a few minutes. Thank you to her for coming She's not totally wrong, but I think it's kind of whimsical, you know? Well... I saw at Home Goods once this picture, and it was huge. This huge painting of a multicolored frog. I think the frog was wearing some sort of business attire. And it was like <laughs> if Jackson Pollock painted the frog, all sorts of different colors. And I said to Lou, Look at this. Like, I need, we got to have this somewhere. And she could not have been more under enthused about this and so donna i know what it's like to have a piece that you're like oh this is cool fun and funky radio you You know present it to someone else and they're like um no well and art is subjective sure is so is music for the most part i guess oh yeah i'm sending the picture to hannah maybe she'll post it
Yeah. All Can right. you send the picture to me as well? I want to see it where I can pinch to zoom it. Yeah, and then you can you can kind of get an idea of the height of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's big. That's why it's called Big Mike. Get yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, that's such a big wall. One thing we need to make sure is that the artwork is big enough because a lot of people put too small of art on that's walls. That's what I was trying to do. I thought I was doing a good oh, thing. Oh, wow, that is big. It's really big and cool. Holy cow. Holly said like 16 to 18 inches no, of it, mic. That's off. like three feet of mic. It, it, yes, absolutely. Three or four, yeah. The musical notes. Yeah. Can we rip those off? I don't think so, because that's where you hang them. You know what we can do? We can cover them somehow. Oh, I see this going downhill fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kalina and Bradley are coming Bye. in next. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye now. See ya.